This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And Another episode of the Practical yeah. Prayer Podcast, and you have a topic that is tangential to New Thought and Practical Prayer, but still a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so I remembered something that you did about almost a year ago now, and it, it was so exciting. But I ran into it when I was looking through my inventory of stuff, and uh, it was about chakras. Chakras. Yes. And you did such a thorough job. <laughs> it was, <laughs> you know, there was, it was, um, it, it was an event, right? It was uh, some winter solstice. Yep. And you wouldn't think that you would get so much detail and information there, but you, you gave it, right? I remember listening to it and learning, right? So I thought, eh, you know what? Let's have a refresher here because I'll mm. bet some people who like to know something something about that. Well, I will uh, accept your uh, commendation and your guidance, and we will talk about chakras today. And I will point out to you that chakras are not something that is uh, that was born from new thought. Chakras are another one of those things we borrowed from uh, a different uh, spiritual tradition, and that's just fine. came out of uh, Hinduism and uh, the, the, the yogic traditions. And it's part of a healing tradition because when they identified the chakras, it was one of those things where they looked at the way that our lives worked, the way that our bodies worked, and then concluded that there are chakras. So there are some observations of chakras. And it's not the sort of thing that somebody invented. It's the sort of thing that came about as an observation. It's empirical. Mm-hmm. So there was that aha moment, oh, there's, there's such a thing. And then as we continue to explore it, it becomes more and more obvious uh, that they are uh, a thing. And I love to include that, and it, for the same reason that we include all of the other traditions. At New Thought Philadelphia on Sunday morning, we light candles for nine different spiritual traditions because they all bring something from Taoism and shamanic traditions all the way through uh, Baha'i and Judaism and Christianity and, and, and Islam and Hinduism because they all bring something. And the chakras are something that was very important that was brought and that we still get to take advantage of and use and put to uh, put to purpose. Uh, and being new thought, instead of diving into the weeds about what everything means and being completely overwhelming, which by the way, I've been overwhelmed by chakras. You get people who are into Ayurveda and they're talking about chakras and they can just go so deep that it completely loses me. But I had a teacher at one point who was very simple in explaining them and did my favorite sort of teaching, which I call uh, the the loops. So you start with a very superficial explanation. Yeah, there's seven chakras and you name what the chakras are. 
And then you go back and say, and each one has a color and each one has a meaning and each one has a purpose and each one has uh, some nuance and some subtlety. And every time you go back through it, you can get a little bit deeper uh, until you either become an expert, which I have not, uh, or realize, okay, I'm going to stop paying attention now. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so before we get into the explanation or however you want to start the loop, right? You called it a loop? Okay. However you want to start the loop. I was, I still have to say how impressed I was with that um, event that you did because you changed the, well, it was online, it was hybrid, right? And you Mm -hmm. changed the room with every color. Right. Every chakra has a color attached to it. And we learned how to change the color of the room to the chakras. Well, I wasn't expecting that, right? I was expecting just whatever. And the the color the razzle dazzle showbiz. Yeah, but when it <laughs> <laughs> but when it changed, I thought, "Whoa, this is deep." Okay, Ooh, I'm with you. Know, these guys know how to change the color yeah, of the lights. That, they must be magicians. Something is happening here. Okay, so go All ahead. Right. Um, so there are seven chakras mm-hmm. in our bodies. And there are, some people describe them as seven primary chakras because there are sub-chakras. There are different ones that are maybe between the seven. And in fact, there are more chakras that extend outside of our bodies. So we're going to leave leave it just basically to the seven. And you can go through the chakras in any order that you want. Uh, the crown chakra is the, the, the one at the, the top of your head, uh, very top of our head. And it's the one that connects us with the infinite. And the crown chakra is, if you can imagine a beam going up your spine and then out the top of your head and connecting with the infinite power and presence that is everything in the universe, the crown chakra is basically the boundary point in our bodies between uh, where that happens, um, the infinite and us. That's the connecting point. And then down at the other end of our spine, uh, if you're sitting down, it's really easy to identify where that is because it's the part where your spine ends and your chair begins. (laughs) (laughs) that one is the root chakra and that's the one where we feel grounded and connected and um and each of the chakras has a different um energy to it and a different meaning uh, that's associated with it and um the, the the root chakra is also called the muladhara and it's about connecting with the earth it's about keeping ourselves anchored and grounded so each of the, the chakras has a different energy to it and a different purpose to it. And we can focus our attention on one of our chakras. And it doesn't change the nature of the universe, but it changes what we're focusing on. So if, I wanna, if, if I'm feeling scattered, then what I really want to do is focus on my root chakra or my pelvic chakra because that gets me more anchored. And if I'm feeling stuck, then I want to be connecting with one of the higher chakras, which are going to be more about openness and, and being connected with the rest of the uh, of the universe. Okay, so now that was the first round. That was the, that was the first round. And I, only, <laughs> and I only mentioned two of the chakras. I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> so I'm prepared to go like one, you know, each one like this. And then you did the one at the top. The right. I, I did the bookends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so. bookended the chakras. And I started with the crown chakra because most people start with the root chakra. I didn't know. And the next time through, we're going to start, we're going to start, we're going to work our way up from the bottom. Okay. So then, so the, the root chakra is at the bottom where our Mm -hmm. spine is, and that helps us to feel anchored Mm -hmm. when we, okay. So the energy of our root chakra is groundedness. 
and you can get it the color red. And oh, by the way, as you go through the colors of the chakras, they're the colors of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. Red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, blue, indigo, violet. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll step through them one at a time. So the, the root chakra, the muladhara, is red in its groundedness. And it's our tap root, keeps us grounded and embodying reality, physically strong and secure. And if you feel yourself anchoring down on your root chakra, you can feel that connection that you have with the infant. You can feel that. And what we want to do is allow the awareness of that connection to, to be embodied so that we feel our connection with the groundedness, with the, with the earth, so that we have that stable base. And that's what we're looking for in our root chakra. And if you fill the room with red light or you imagine red light or you just think about red light, uh, it helps with that. So as, as we progress, let me ask you this question. Should we be conscious of our chakras and their meanings as we pray? Uh, great question. And there was one word that you used in there, and I'm going to make that the whole answer, which is the word should. No. <laughs> okay. Do not should on yourself <laughs> or on anybody <laughs> else. You can. You need not. Um the awareness of the chakras, as far as new thought is concerned, as far as uh, practical prayer is concerned, is it can be helpful in guiding us to understand what it is that we're looking for. So if our prayer, for example, is going to be about being grounded and being present to the moment, then being aware of our root chakra might be helpful. And just reminding ourselves that that's something else that's there. And we can bring that into the prayer to help us as we're doing the first two steps of the prayer, where we're turning our attention to the infinite. The infinite includes our root chakra and our groundedness and our connection with everything, feeling anchored. So we can bring that in and know that that's possible. And then in the second step, we know that we are embodying that groundedness and connectedness. So that when we do the, the affirmation or the realization step in our prayer, we're doing that from an awareness of that infinite connection mm -hmm. to the groundedness that's available and it's part of us now. Mm -hmm. So that's where it becomes helpful. It's never required. Okay. Okay. So before, so jumping ahead, I guess having an awareness or some kind of understanding of the chakras can be helpful. Sure. In, in, the, in the prayer space? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Because practical prayer, on the one hand, the, 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 people, the thing people most pay attention to is the fact that it is uh, therapeutic that we can say a prayer to set a new intention and invite in a new experience. But it's also diagnostic. If we're having an experience that we don't like and we claim something new that we want, and that little voice says, you're not going to get it, that's the diagnostic piece we have now understood. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. So then we can dive into that a little bit more deeply. And the, the root chakra, the awareness of our root chakra, uh, can help us with that as well. When it is um, out of balance or blocked, we can feel unrooted, are insecure, uh, we might be needy or have low self-esteem or self-destructive behaviors. So if that's the stuff that's going on, being aware that that might have something to do with our root chakra can remind us that we want to be able to focus on our groundedness. Because when it's in balance, we feel strong and grounded. We can stand up on our own two feet and take care of ourselves. So if we are not able to do that, then we can be aware of our root chakra and perhaps do some meditation or other spiritual practice to get ourselves back to the point where we're feeling grounded. It's, it's an adjunct and an add-on rather than a requirement. 
I could I could see that. I could see that. You said something and and hope this I hope this doesn't take us left <laughs> like we usually do or right oh, or let's, let's hope. <laughs> Here's a detour. Let's go. Okay. You use the term blocked. And mm-hmm. I've heard that, right? Chakra is blocked or whatever. Unblock your chakras. How in the what does that mean? And how how do you do that? And how can that be a hindrance? You know, because I'm going, if I was going to incorporate all of this understanding in my prayer um, experience, now I got to worry about something being blocked. You don't have to worry about it. So I have heard chakras described in lots of different ways. Um, one of the more confusing ones is they're actually uh, little tiny black holes, energetic black holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's dispense with that because I'm not sure what I would do with a black hole in the middle of my spine or at the base of my spine. Uh, the the best explanation that I've heard or description, it's not necessarily an explanation, is that they're spinning disks. Okay. Spinning disks of energy. And they're at different frequencies in different locations uh, along our spine. And when that spinning disk, which is your root chakra, gets imbalanced, it's not spinning or it's not spinning straight, or it's not spinning in a way that is harmonious and helpful and clear. So what we want to do is get the stuckness out of the way so it can go back to spinning the, the, the way that it leaves us feeling healthy and in balance. So to get the spinning, the stuckness out of the way, that could be a prayer itself, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's about, the, that part is about the pivot. Once we realize that we're feeling all kinds of needy and that we are stuck and we're not feeling grounded or not feeling connected, then we are able to say, oh, well, the experience I want to have instead is this. And we can use the awareness of our chakra and do a meditation that's based on our chakra and do a prayer that's on being grounded, being pressed, letting go of whatever the distractions are that we've had that have made us feel needy or less than and go back to that. That, that power center that's the truth of what we are and invite that chakra to go back into its balance or perfect spinning or whatever it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so that could be a separate prayer sort of in the, in the, um, the perp, before you get to the purpose kind of thing. Because does that have to do with mood? Could I use the word mood? Sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. And, and, and all of them can be about mood um, and, and the, the way that we're feeling. Sometimes it's going to come out as a mood, sometimes it's going to come out as an attitude, um, or, you know, there's the, uh, a behavior. You know, if we're being snappy or short with somebody, there might be a chakra that's out of balance. And it's not necessary to say, oh, well, this is happening because my chakra's out of balance. You know, our communication's not happening because Mercury is in retrograde. I was okay. thinking that. I was thinking Mercury, that. Great. Mercury is in retrograde. And so what? Because I still can't get a phone call through. I'm not going to fix Mercury, but I'm going to understand, well, maybe that's something that's going on. So I'm going to need to be a little bit more deliberate in making my communications happen, be more specific, because... I'm now armed with the knowledge that things are tricky at this time. Mm-hmm. Same thing with our chakras. If I know that my root chakra is out of balance and I'm ungrounded, then I can use that as input for the rest of the way that I'm living my life. And if I find myself getting short with somebody or feeling needy, then it's like, oh, there it is again. And what I want to do is take steps to take care of myself and take care of the relationships that I have so that I can move past that. 
So, okay. So um, you've made me think about something that I, and I'm now, let me just say it. Okay. So yesterday, something pissed me off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, that happened very much, but it did yesterday. Now, which, so I'm in a mood and I know that. And I usually, you know, I know how to, what I need to do to get out of that. But if, if I'm going to look at the chakras, do I need to pay attention to the root chakra? Well, because we'll go through was, the other six of them and you'll, you'll be able to, to tell when there's something going on for you, it might have to do with one of them. So I would need to stop and get all that straight before the prayer? Or you nope. said that becomes a part of the prayer. Yeah, you can. You can use this as a diagnostic to understand what you want to pray for. And you can also uh, use it as a therapeutic. Okay, so I'm, I know that my, my I'm not feeling grounded. So I'm going to go find on Insight Timer a root chakra meditation that's going to let me connect with the energy and the sound and the vibration of a root chakra and actually do something that's going to be helpful for that that doesn't have anything to do with the prayer. So the pissed off... because that starts at the root chakra right that makes sense it could be it It might it depends on who's pissing you off and what it's about it might be the throat chakra it might be the heart chakra we have plenty of chakras that can uh uh, that can leave us feeling all kinds of different ways let's take a break and we got six more chakras to go we may have three or four episodes of the practical prayer podcast to get through them all okay Is Reverend Bill letting you know that the Practical Prayer for Real Results class is now available on demand. That's right. You can take it at your own pace anytime you want. All of the information is at bethelight.com. That's b-the-light.com. You know where to find that stuff. The class is five lessons broken down into 18 modules, and you can take them at whatever pace is comfortable for you. As you work through the process, it starts out with the theory, goes into the practice. There are experiential activities and exercises. And at the end of the program, you will wind up with an understanding of how practical prayer works and a practical prayer for yourself that will work to create transformation in your life. And as you know, it works for everything. Take a look at the class online at bethelight.com. There's a sample lesson so you can see how the class is going to work for you and then dive in. The great news is it's on sale now. You can register and save $20 off of the regular price. I'm looking forward to seeing you in class. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill, Bill Marcioni. Really glad to get back from this break because you're going to talk about the chakras. So when I was pissed off, I needed to know, do I pray first? Do I check out this chakra thing? Some. <laughs> and you can follow your guidance. You can, you can use intuition to determine what it is that you want to do. And let me wrap up with the, the root chakra, the muladhara, uh, with the intent. So if we're going to set an intention and do a mm-hmm. prayer that's related to that, it's going to be, I am. I am strong, stable, and at peace. Okay. So that's that's a very grounding uh, sort of a thing. The next chakra on the way uh, up the hit parade is the, uh, the sacral or the pelvic chakra. And that's, a, you know, in the sacrum, right below the navel. And uh, the color is orange, and the, the element is water. And it's about our creativity. So 
Uh, it corresponds with the reproductive and sexual organs, represents fluidity and creativity and fertility. Uh, you can take a literal interpretation of it uh, or associate that chakra with whether or not you feel deserving of a pleasurable or abundant or creative life. And the, the intent there is I feel. And it's about creativity flowing through me. I feel creativity. Creativity. And if you stop and you, and you've, you've, you feel the awareness of that in the, uh, in the Vadasthana, uh, Svadasthana chakra, the sacral chakra, the pelvic chakra, you can, when you get connected to the energy there, you can feel the creativity, the potential, the, the readiness for something new to burst into, uh, into existence. Uh, it can be very primal. Okay, mm -hmm. The color for that one is orange. Mm -hmm. And if you move up, the solar plexus is the next one, uh, which is between the navel and a rib cage. The element there is fire. It's about inner strength. And if you wanted a color, going through the colors of the rainbow, that one's yellow. And this one is associated with the digestive system, uh, the element of fire, the individual power and purpose that we have. So if you've heard the expression firing on all cylinders, um, you can think of this chakra as being our, our body's uh, energy powerhouse. When that one's in balance, we feel alive. We have a sense of self-esteem and confidence. We're able to take action and be productive when it's blocked. We are lacking in courage. We have low self-esteem. We feel stagnant or inert. Mm -hmm. And we can work with that chakra to awaken our true personal inner power and work through the fear of taking risks. So that's the one in the solar plexus, the Manipura. And um, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot of energy and, and, and power that's coming from there. And as we move up, we're going from groundedness to... Uh, more energetic and creative to, 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 to the powerhouse that we're getting into. Um, the intent there is I do. But also that uh, sometimes letting go is the most empowering choice. So it's very active when we get into the solar plexus. All right. I will pause for a moment to see if you have any comments or anything else to say about that. Um, not yet. I do, but I want you to, to continue. Okay. Next one is the heart chakra. The color is green. The element it's associated with is air. It's about compassion. And that's the Anahata chakra. It's the seat of the soul. It's associated with the lungs and air. Uh, we can imagine the heart chakra is the meeting ground for the spectrum of our human and emotional experiences. It's the capacity to radiate the highest aspects of our humanness. Uh, compassion, unconditional love, total faith in the divine. Um, and that also has our ability to radiate our deepest feelings of insecurity and disappointment, loneliness, and despair. So right there in the heart chakra, which is exactly where you think it would be, smack dab in the center of your chest. And there are times when something comes along that makes you feel one of those ways, disappointment, loneliness, despair, insecure, and you feel it right there in your chest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are other times when it's empowered and you feel it open up and you feel yourself just living from that place. Well... Those are the feelings that, that empirically led people to understand, oh, there's something going on here, and to identify the chakras, because we all have that in common, that I can feel this from this space. So since we all have it, maybe this, that actual location, uh, as we move up our spine or our chest, means something. Mm. And the intent there is I love and that giving equals receiving. So it's about giving love, receiving love, being love, and being in the flow of love. And when we're feeling something that's not working, that's feeling not loving, then 
the chances are very good that there's something blocked in our heart chakra. And that's the easiest one to understand, this heartbreak and heartache and loss and, and, the, and the rest of that. And every country song in the world gets sung about the heart chakra or a pickup truck or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, the throat chakra is the next one up, and that's right there in the middle of your throat where you think it would be. Uh, the color there is blue. Uh, the energy is expression. That's, where we're, that's what we're speaking from. Uh, the element is ether, which used to be an element, and now it's just a thing that we understand. Uh, and it's about setting our intention and being clear. Um, it's the energetic home of speech and hearing. Uh, it's where the endocrine glands are. They control our metabolism. Um, and on a spiritual level, it's about uh, expanding our conversation with the divine. Mm. When it's blocked, we can feel like we can't find our voice or our truth. We might be, get this, overly talkative and not listen to others. That's never happened to anybody who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. When it's open and stimulated, our voice moves through space to help us communicate our emotions in healthy ways. We also become better at listening to others and honoring their personal truths without judge judgment. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. And again, if we are feeling that we are blocked, that we are uh, not able to speak our truth or find our way or um, communicate effectively with others, there might be something blocked there. Uh, and the intent that we get to say is, I speak, my words are like seeds. And again, when we say these intentions from a level of the infinite, then they become uh, a realization or affirmation steps in a prayer. So as we are aware of something being out of balance, we can use a practical prayer to bring ourselves back into balance and just use the framework of the chakras to understand where that might be going wrong. Mm. Mm. So, so I want to make sure you, you covered everything before I ask you a question. Okay. And before we get up into our heads, chakras, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Um, again, you use the word blocked, and I've heard mm -hmm. that a lot. So is there something that I can do or that I did that caused the blockage? Maybe. Maybe it's something that just happened as you were, as you were going through life, uh, something that seemed innocent or casual at the time that turned out to have an impact on you that left your little energetic disc spilling, spinning off kilter. And it's much more important to know that it happened and that that's what's going on now so that we can take the next steps that we want to experience something different uh, and, and invite in the new experience. It's much less important to see, you know, what threw us off kilter. Although, by golly, there are some times when you will reflect back and say, oh, there's the interchange that I had with my boss or my wife or my kid or my auto mechanic or the guy who broke the window in the back of my car or you know, whatever ex mm -hmm. experience we had. That threw me off kilter. Mm -hmm. So, but that's also diagnostic. Okay, that's something that happened, and that's going to continue to have happened forever. It doesn't have to happen again, but it did once. So, what I want to do to move on from that is to get myself back in balance. Mm -hmm. And it might have to do with a forgiveness process of letting go of my attachment to what happened, uh, taking, you know, dealing with the trauma of how I felt about it. Mm -hmm. And then get ourselves back into balance, so that our so that our chakras and our and our our energy channels are aligned and open. 
That seems so important because I was just going through, as you were speaking, I was thinking about experiences that I had and I thought, maybe that was the problem. <laughs> maybe this did it and, did it, and you know, that did it. And um, like you said, it doesn't seem important to know what the experience necessarily was, but that I'm going to use the word, there needs to be a correction. Okay. Yeah. But, but sometimes knowing what happened and making sense of it helps with the correction, maybe the first part of the correction, or I guess you would say unblockage. Yeah. That'd be correct. And possibly even more important is when we understand what got us into that place of imbalance to begin with. If it starts happening to us again, we can we can notice it earlier. It's like, oh, I'm going through the same steps again, and I'm starting to feel that way again, so I'm, I need to, 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 to change course here. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell one of those mythical stories about the little tiny bug who's flying around next to the huge stained glass window, absolutely gorgeous stained glass window, and flies over and lands on, you know, a section of the window and starts feeling blue. Okay, it just starts feeling blue because it's landed on the blue section. Mm-hmm. What's streaming in is blue light. Everything is blue. Just start feeling mm-hmm. blue. And, you know, from a place of depression, finally gets up enough wherewithal to take off again and start flying around and find a different spot. And this time, everything is wonderful. It's sunny and bright and yellow and everything <laughs> is sunshine and it's great and wonderful. Take off one more time and land and feel just so envious of other people because this one's green. Mm. No, and and another step, and we're we're in the middle of the red and feeling angry, and when we understand that when I'm about to land on the red, <laughs> on the red spot <laughs> on the wind, if I start feeling angry, it's time to leave. Yeah. So so we can use our the experiences that we're having in life and our awareness of the chakras and the the the, the memories that we have uh, of the corrective actions that we've taken to guide us to what it is that we want to do next. You know, maybe maybe it's time for me to fly over to the purple, and maybe it's time for me to stay away from the purple. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's pretty cool because I, I think I slammed right into the red one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I did good, though. You you would have been really proud of me. You got yourself I, you got yourself out of it. I pulled myself together real quick, you know, because nice. and I, I didn't know anything about. I, I knew about the chakras, but I didn't know the impact and all of, you know, how it all weaves together. But I knew enough um, that the practical prayer was like, I got to do this. Yeah. I got to do and this. And something I have to say is that the colors that I was using on the stained glass windows are not the colors of the chakras. Those are just much more um, uh, kindergarten level, uh, you know, green with envy emotions. Oh. It may or may not mean something. Yeah. but. It was, it was for descriptive purposes. Uh, there are two more chakras. I want to make sure that we cover those before we take another break. Okay. Uh, the third eye chakra, it's the one that's above and between your eyes. Um, it's about imagination. It's the Anya. And it's associated with intuition, our sixth sense. It governs how the rest of the chakras function. It's the meeting point where the mind and the body converge. So it's right there behind your eyebrows, exactly where you think it is. So when it's functioning well, we have insight, we trust our inner wisdom, we face ch- life's challenges and choices well. Uh, physically, the, the third eye chakra is connected to the pituitary grand, gland. It's about growth and development. When it's blocked, we feel closed-minded, too attached to logic, untrusting, and cynical. Any of this sound familiar? 
I'm not confessing anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then when we work on the, th the sixth chakra, it opens the mind to the bigger picture and different perspectives, and it helps us receive the wisdom that can't be seen or heard by ordinary senses. And there's a mantra that goes along with that one, which you've heard before, which is Om. Mm -hmm. And the intent there is, I see, I'm open to new ideas, exactly as you would expect that to be, right there behind your eyes. Let me not just see with my eyes, but see with my with my intuition, with my uh, awareness of the divine. That's such and, an important thing. Yeah, That's and the last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the last one is the one we started with, which is the crown chakra, the sahasrara. Uh, it's not located in the body. It's actually hovering above the crown of the head. Don't get into that. Just that's that's your top one. It's about cosmic energy, mm -hmm. and it's got two colors. It can be either violet or white, and it's about enlightenment. And it's important that the description is that it's just slightly above our head because there are additional chakras that are farther and farther above our head. And it goes on. You know, some people say there are dozens of them. Some people say there are hundreds of them. Um, okay. You know, some people see auras. I don't see auras. So perhaps however many additional chakras there are could be important, but not necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. So the crown chakra uh, connects to beauty itself and the spiritual realm. So it helps us understand who we are beyond our physical self and that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So that's our connection. Of, that's our awareness of our connection with the infinite. It links us to everything that's beyond our ego it's everything that lies beyond our linear intellect and our personal needs, our preferences, and emotional experiences. When it's closed, we think happiness can only come from the outside and we suffer. When we clear it and it's, it's, it's working, uh, we feel free in any situation. It seems so important to understand this. Yeah. Yeah. And... There are other ways to understand the same things, but the chakras make it very concise and put it all together in seven little color-coded energy <laughs> vortexes, vertices, yeah, vortexes in our bodies, where we can connect and uh, and 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 deepen mm -hmm. into that awareness. And there are times when you know it's time to do a crown chakra meditation or it's time to do uh, a throat chakra meditation because that's not where I'm feeling. I'm feeling unloved. Let's do a heart chakra meditation. Let's get some green light and play the chimes at the, at the tone that, uh, that's going to help to stimulate that. The intent on the crown chakra is, I understand. I uh, surrender to the highest and the best that seeks to engage through me. That's opening to the infinite. Mm. A lot of possibility there. A lot of possibility in all of them. Yeah, that one, it's beautiful. All of them are, but that one in particular, because it, it plays with the ego, and, and I just say that lightly, but it kind of puts in your mind, your awareness, the in juxtaposition, the ego and the divine. And it's so clear, you know, sometimes, which one do you want to do? Which way are you going to lean on this thing? Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not going to say, of course, you're going to do whatever, but I think just being aware of it helps in situations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely to use as guidance, mm -hmm. as a diagnostic, and then we can also use it as a therapeutic to understand, well, this, the place where I want to clear up my energy is in my, uh, um, is in my sacral chakra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
let's take a break and we'll do a prayer on being attuned to the energy in all of our chakras. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni talking about chakras. And we're going to do a practical prayer on chakras, ambitiously bringing all of the energy and all of our chakras into alignment to inspire and allow and invite a new experience of clarity and openness and uplift. And like I say, ambitious, because we're going to do them all in the same prayer. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're good. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> I have the ability to be completely superficial if I need to. You wrote the you wrote the book though, so there, you didn't have well, anything. There we go. And the the chakras are an opportunity for us to be aware of energetic alignments that are going on within us, and. If we are open to the guidance that's coming from our chakras, then we can feel our connection and we can feel when we're open and we can feel when we're blocked. And we can use the techniques of practical prayer when we are blocked, or even if we're not blocked, to maintain that feeling of openness, that feeling of connection, that feeling of alignment, so we can be in that energetic flow. So I invite you to close your eyes, and we're going to start by visualizing where we are in the chakras now, knowing that there is that one infinite creative power, that one presence, that one love that shares itself as and through and in all of its creation. Everything is that divine presence taking its own form. That includes me. That includes each one within the sound of my voice. And that includes all of these energy vortexes within our bodies, which allow us to be in that experience of alignment or can allow us to be in the experience of imbalance. So we can use the input that we're getting from the alignment that our chakras have and the way that we're engaging energetically with them to bring about an experience of more and more more goodness. So as we turn our attention to our root chakra down to the base of our spine, in the pelvic floor, that element of earth, that place of groundedness, we can invite in an awareness of being grounded and set the intention, I am strong, I am stable, I am at peace. And breathe into that. And moving up to the sacral or the pelvic chakra, which is in our sacrum right below our navel. The color is orange. It's about our creativity. We can feel connected to our creativity and know that anything that is blocking our creativity, anything that's making us feel out of balance, rigid or dry or emotionally brittle, 
it's able to return to that flexibility and fluidity and our creative juices flowing. We set the intention to feel with creativity flowing through everything that we are and everything that we do. And moving up to the solar plexus chakra, it's between the navel and the rib cage. It's about fire. The color is yellow. It's about our inner strength. Bringing that back into balance, we feel alive. We have self-esteem and confidence. Anything that's not like that gets to clear away as we claim, I do. Whether that doing is taking that next bold step or letting go and releasing something that has been a challenge up until now. We move to our heart chakra, the center of our chest. It's about air, the color is green. The energy there is compassion. It's about love. When it's blocked, we feel a lack of love, an absence of love. We feel codependent or possessive, might be in a dysfunctional relationship. And when that one opens, we can manifest true love, unconditional love, connection and depth with ourselves and with everybody. The intention here is I love, I love. And to know without question that love is giving and receiving in equal measure. The throat chakra, right there in the throat, the color is blue, it's about expression. And the intention there is I speak and my words are like seeds. So if we are speaking words of truth, brings us into that experience of harmony and balance and alignment. And if we find ourselves speaking in ways that we are not speaking truth, if we're talking around in circles, if we're not listening to others, we know that that's blocked and we have the opportunity to pivot and communicate in healthy and clear and appropriate ways that honor ourselves and others without judgment. I speak and my words are like seeds. The third eye chakra behind the eyebrows, midbrain, it's about imagination. The color is indigo, deep purple, blue. That's where the intuition happens, our sixth sense. We invite in that experience of insight, trust our inner wisdom, and know that we are facing life's challenges and choices well. We know that this is the opportunity to see and to be open to new ideas. And if it's not in alignment, we get to pivot again and choose to be in that clarity and vision and wisdom. And the crown chakra, the top of our head, is about enlightenment. As we turn our attention to the highest idea we have, of the, that grand creative force that created everything, as we return our attention to the divine and know that we are part of it, we open up to new possibilities. It's beyond our ego. It's, a, it's beyond our intellect. And yet that divine power and presence, which creates everything, is creating each of us. And as we surrender everything that we thought we knew and open up to new understandings, those understandings flow and fill and envelop and uplift us. And that's the good I'm calling for right now. This good is unfolding for each of us in our own particular way. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the willingness of each one to participate in this process of becoming more aware and more tuned to what our chakras mean, to the messages and insights that we can gain from our understanding of them, and to be able to use that new knowledge to bring about an even grander experience of the truth of the love that we are. 
And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law that has created all of this, that continues to create, that has created each of us. And know that it is opening now to create even more goodness. And so I let it be. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.